Hello, audience. Welcome back to another episode of Creating a Village. Yay! Um, today is an, a different format of how I usually do things. We're just going to rock with it, see how it goes. Um, yes. Today I have my friend Crystal, boy in the building. Woo, 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 woo. Um, I guess you can introduce yourself. Sure. I mean, what do you want me to include in the intro? I don't know. That's why I said, I guess you can introduce yourself. I'm screwed. Um, so yeah, as Millie mentioned, I'm Chris. Uh, both went to Howard together, graduated in 2022. I now work in the financial industry, originally from Synchro USVI. And yeah, that's my little intro. Crystal, I ain't never in my life heard you call yourself Chris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like my friends from back home would more so call me Chris. Um, I usually go by like Minnie as well. I don't think I really did nicknames in college though. Like everyone just calls me Crystal, <laughs> but like Chris, like if you ever hear my family, they'll call me Chris, Chrissy, Crystalite. Um or other nicknames that I will not disclose to the public. Um, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But like, gotcha. yeah, I I try to go by Chris though. Like, if you look at my handles, a lot of my handles are like STX, which is Syncroy, and then Chris, but like how it is on the screen, like C R Y S. Yeah, yeah, I I picked up on that, but I just thought because you didn't want it to be really long. <laughs> I just okay. Hello, so Chris, eh, eh, it's okay. Um. <laughs> so for today's episode this this is really just going to kind of be a random kind of structured conversation um i think we're gonna start on the point of being intentional but really it goes where it goes so you may ask why are we starting on being intentional well, that's something I'm working on currently in my life. Um, I've been going through life without any plans, if we're being completely honest. And recently, the word intentionality has been coming up a lot in just conversations I have with people. And we were talking about it a little bit earlier today. And so that's why we're here now, to talk about being intentional. <laughs> um. So, do you think you're intentional, like, as a person, I guess? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, everyone makes jokes because I'm a Virgo that it's, like, ingrained in me through my zodiac sign. Um, I'm a big planner. I love planning stuff. And then I also think that I am very vocal. I think I hate being misunderstood. So that leads to me being a lot more intentional, like intentional with my words, intentional with my actions, because um, I really don't like being misinterpreted. So I think I am a super mm. intentional person. Um, so yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. That just brought up a good point for me. So I don't think I'm intentional when it comes to like plans in my life for me to do things, but I've realized I do try to be really intentional with the words that I say. Like, I usually take a long time to talk sometimes. People are like, uh, can you hurry up with your answer? But that's because I'm trying to make sure what I say gets communicated properly to you. And then I'm not just letting my mouth run every which way. Wow, I didn't even think about being intentional in words, like as an actual thought process. That's so interesting. No, intentionality in words is super important because I think that, like, for example, words have power, right? And I think Mm -hmm. even in terms of what you say to yourself about yourself, statements that you say carry weight. And I think intentionality, even making the cognitive decision of, like, I'm not going to say certain stuff because I don't want that, you know, to put that energy out there at all. Like, for example, like, when people make a mistake and they're like, oh, I'm so stupid. And it's like, well, if you keep saying that over and over you may start internalizing it and believing it without even realizing it and so being intentional about 
using proper vernacular in certain situations can be very impactful. And then also, like, I think you should be a person of your words. Like, if I say something to someone, like, if I tell you I'm going to do something, Mm -hmm. that's, again, intentional. I try my best not to make, like, hollow promises because I don't like them. Because I don't like people saying, you know, I'm going to give you the world. And it's like, you literally can't do that. Um, I think it's much more appealing when someone's very precise of like this is what I'm capable of and this is what I'm willing to do or I'm going to put forth my best effort like those intentional statements of like you're really taking time to say things with meaning behind them so yeah if you're intentional in what you say that's already half the battle right because you could make Mm. empty promises and empty goals and you don't typically do that at all like you said you take your time before you respond and you really think about what you're saying yeah audience i would like to forewarn you now i have recently come to christ and so i'm going to be mentioning god a lot to your point about empty promises growing up i've all i was always told not to say the lord's name in vain and the way that was communicated to me was like saying oh my god and i didn't understand it i was like how is that saying the lord's name in vain i didn't get it but recently i was reading in the bible jesus said do not take the Lord's name in vain, but, or anything in vain, like any earthly things. Like when people say on my mother or on this, like they're swearing that I'm going to do this on this person, on this, on my bed, whatever. They're like swearing. And that's taking something in vain when you don't commit to what you're saying, but also in general, just being like, you're intentionally trying to say like, I have to swear to you because my yes, that's not enough. Like you won't believe me by just Mm -hmm. me saying yes. And you're, you're basically putting on yourself like, oh, I, I don't have enough faith in my own yes to communicate to you. So, wow. Yes. Intentionality and words. Very important. Learning that, learning that. But one of the reasons why I asked you on here is because I've been struggling with the idea of planning events for people. And in my personal opinion, you are like so good at that. <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's your gift to bring people together and make people feel included and just have a good time. Um, I know you were talking about it earlier and you just flew off the cuff with all these <laughs> ideas like <laughs> but the real question is how how did you get to this point of making it easy I guess or it being easy I think it's like literally not overthinking it I think one I'll say probably shout out to my mom growing up my mom was always involved in a lot of different organizations and stuff and I feel like seeing her do it made it feel like oh this is just natural like my mom's really big big on like bringing people together whether it's adults or children she was a teacher Mm -hmm. um seeing her do that type of stuff so probably like just seeing her without knowing it but then also I would say I just like people like you said I like making safe spaces I like everyone feeling welcomed I think as someone who grew up when I was a little kid getting bullied a lot and being excluded from a lot of things, I saw how it feels to be the like odd one out or be like ostracized. And it's not a good feeling. And it's also usually very unnecessary. Like the things that you assume like, oh, for example, as a kid, um, for all intensive reasons, I used to teachers used to make me sit out of like activities because they'd be like oh you're gonna hurt yourself or like oh like you physically can't do that and I'd be sitting there frustrated because I'm like you didn't even let me try like you don't know you're assuming based on what you think you know about me but like you didn't let me try and then I'd be even more frustrated when let's say I go to my dad and I tell him like oh they did this activity and I wanted to do it they didn't let me do it and then my dad's like well we'll do it and then I do it and I'm like well they told me I couldn't do it and look I'm doing it right now Um, so I think when it comes to planning for people, making inclusive spaces is one, not assuming someone can't do something, but two, being comfortable with making adjustments to whatever you're doing for people who may need adjustments, right? So it's not to say like, oh, just disregard that anyone can, or disregard that anyone may need accommodations as much as it's 
don't make assumptions on who is going to need an accommodation. I'm so sorry. I was trying to, okay, my laptop is down here and that's where your face is and my camera's up here. So I was trying to just put you up there on my phone so I could look at the um, But I logged in. To, okay. Technical difficulties, sorry. That's great. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I think not overcomplicating it. Um, think about, so I think I told you this earlier, right? So the, the easiest part about planning activities, planning gatherings, bringing people together is thinking about the purpose. Like, what do I want mm. the purpose of this to be? So is it, I just want everyone to kind of get to know each other? Is it professional development? Is let's, it? Let's stop at that first one. I just want people to get to know each other. That is legit <laughs> one of the purposes of this podcast. Um, but I feel I, it just, it don't, it don't click, you know? I want people to get to know each other. But what does that mean? How- <laughs> so I think that it depends on like how deep of a relationship you're trying to get them to have, right? So I think mm. the deeper the relationship you're trying to have them have, the more intentionality you need to make in terms of the regularity of these people interacting with one another mm-hmm. versus if it's just kind of like quantity of getting different people to connect and then just giving that them that opportunity to broaden their network and then kind of handing the keys to themselves to continue the relationship themselves. Those are two different approaches. Um, and so I'll start with the second one of, right, I just want these people to like meet. And then if the relationship grows more, that's in their hands. That's very much like an icebreaker type situation, right? So it's more like, you know, everyone go around and introduce themselves. You might have some questions of commonality. It can even be fun questions, right? You know, who likes R&B more than they like, I don't know, rock and roll? Who likes, you know, traveling and who likes staycations? Like just those like basic questions to really kick it off and people will see who's in the room that's similar to them. Or even Mm. activities, right? If you want to do like ox wars, if you want to do like a scavenger hunt, and when they do the scavenger hunt, they say a little bit about, you know, the significance of the objects. Um, There's different ways to break the ice and then kind of promoting like, hey, I really hope that you all continue to interact of your own accord. Versus if you want to like continuously have the community grow and continuously have this population of people really feel like they all interact with each other. I think that's more of an intentional, regularly scheduled, hey, we're meeting, you know, every single month on the third Mm. Friday, you know, we're going to kick it off with kind of updates, what's new in your life, we might do a highlight of each person, you know, you can submit to me like fun facts that you'd want to share with the group, then you might do, you know, themes for each meeting, where you get to know everyone layer by layer, right? So you might start off talking about their adulthood, like what do you do for work? Why did you choose that career? What's the most fulfilling part of your job, et cetera, et cetera. Then you go another, the next meeting, another layer in, what did you study in school? Is it relevant to what you do now? Why did you go study that? Why did you go to that school? What's your favorite memory from when you were in college? Da, 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 da. Then you You're go another really layer. good at asking questions. <laughs> Let's- that's amazing because okay sorry no keep keep going but you're really good at asking questions like wow (laughs) thank you um but yeah then you go another layer you go to high school like you know what was your high school experience like do you think you were a part of one of those like stereotypical cliques like were you a jock were you a nerd were you a drama kid do 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 is there any cool competitions you did in school what's your favorite memory Mm. do 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 then you go another layer. Did you go to middle school? What was that like? Da, 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 da. Then you get to childhood, elementary school, talking about families. What's your family like? Like, where's your family from? How did that influence you growing up? What are things from your childhood that you feel like, you know, really molded you into the person you are now? And then from there, like, really getting into the nitty gritty conversations, right? Like, what are things that you think you can improve on you know you're an adult now 
your parents obviously raised you how they raised you. Is there things that you would do differently? Is there things that you think that need to be unpacked? Is there things mm. like, I feel like as you progress, if it's like a group of people that you're continuously going with, it's going to start similar to the first one where it's kind of surface level questions. But if you're trying to get to that, like, bonding type of experience the more comfortable people get the more they want to share with you and so that's kind of how you progress of like each meeting getting deeper and deeper and deeper into it it doesn't have to be super serious conversation either I don't think anything I asked like super super serious but it's still getting to know that person I think like you mentioned kind of bringing people together and being good at it comes from as you know, like my genuine interest in like people's different backgrounds and cultures and histories and traditions. And I feel like the best way to learn those things is asking those questions. You have to Mm. ask people about themselves and people love talking about themselves. Sometimes you get answers you didn't even ask for, but if you're authentically invested in the conversation, it just kind of happens. Like, I think a lot of times when I have like gatherings or if I bring people together, I'll prepare some stuff, but a lot of times we don't end up following like my script or my agenda and that's fine as well I think that's Mm. also what people get caught up in is like oh I had this this and this plan and this this and this plan I get caught up in that real (laughs) bad I remember one time I planned something in college and it was a bonding event and we were supposed to be painting and so like I had the schedule like okay we're gonna bond and chat then we're gonna move over to the table to paint and then we're gonna present the paintings and it was not going like that And it was like totally messing with me. Like it was ruining my mood. And I was trying not to let it ruin my mood. But I think that's why inherently I know I shouldn't plan events as who I am right now. Because I'd be wanting to fight when you don't follow my game plan. Um, I'm going to work on that. Yes, I think I think what it is, though, is like you have to think about what the purpose of the event is more than the agenda. Right. So like if my mm-hmm. purpose of the event was to get these people to make organic relationships with each other. And even though we're not like you said, they're not even painting, they're just talking. OK, but are they having a good time? Like, is, is that my goal of the event? I think a good example of that actually is my niece and nephew um, were here over the summer and I got to like take them for a weekend and I had all these plans in my head Millie like I was like oh I'm gonna take them to like this park and then I'm gonna take them to get ice cream and then I'm gonna take them to this and take them to that and I had an agenda I kid you not I was like okay y'all do y'all want to go no I think I told them like come like I'm gonna give them a tour of where I live first so they can like Mm -hmm. see it and then they saw the pool and it was over (laughs) (laughs) They were like, Auntie, can we just go in the pool? And I was like, oh, you don't want to, like, you don't want to go to the park? Like, you don't want to go get ice cream? You don't want, they were like, no. Like, I just want to go in the pool. And I was like, okay. Like, because the point of what I planned all of that for, right, is it was super important to me that we make memories together Mm. while I had access to them because they literally live on the opposite coast. So it was like, I want to make memories. I want this to be something that, like, when they're older, they remember that one summer, you know, we were with Auntie for the weekend, da-da-da-da-da, like, but if they want to go to the pool, we can make memories at the pool. Like, it doesn't matter where we are if they're having a good time. When I tell you they had a blast, we were in that pool for like four hours like they were having a blast we were like taking videos sending videos to their parents like they were having so much fun and so even though everything I planned went to the wind (laughs) and I spent all (laughs) week planning it it didn't matter much to me because it was like and I asked them I was like did y'all have fun and it was like yes and I'll also say like my nephew's pretty he's not introverted per se but he's a little bit more of like a he doesn't really speak unless spoken like, to sometimes. Relaxed. Yeah, he's relaxed. Um, he's really mellowed out. He was hype. He had a great time. He <laughs> was he was ta- chatting to me about this pool, okay? Um, so I think it's about identifying the goal and then being content. As long as you meet that goal, the agenda don't really matter. Like, once you get comfortable yeah. with that. And then it's also, if you don't get to it this time, it's a great excuse to be like, well, I had planned for us to do this today. But obviously we got sidetracked in conversation. We'll paint another time. Or like, we'll go do the activities auntie had planned another time. And I think people will be more open to it because it's like, oh, yeah, you did say that you wanted us to do this thing. And we kind of got carried away doing this other Mm. thing. Wow, that's so crazy. You know what's really wild about you saying that experience? 
it just reminded me of every movie scene I've ever seen, <laughs> like in a movie, how someone's in a setting and they're getting so mad at things happening. But then at the end of the movie, the moral was, oh, we did have fun along the way. <laughs> like, wow. Ugh. It takes so much. And the reason why it's crazy is because I, I claim I learned so much from movies. But obviously I'd be learning, but I don't be implementing it in my life. <laughs> but that, no, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <sighs> okay, I'll work on that. <laughs> but yes. And I just want to say this, Crystal. You don't have to wait for me to ask a question. You can ask me a question. I'm sorry. I mean, it's your podcast. No, no. I didn't know. I know. No, a lot of people, they're like, this is your show. But it's not. It's the community show. <laughs> this is my oh, Oh, I don't have the questions. I don't know what I would ask. I mean, like, what do you think makes a good gathering or good, like, when people bring you together, what is the part of it that you look forward to the most? That's a really great and hard question <laughs> um I feel like I just like like laughing moments so kind of not when things don't go to plan but or maybe if they planned like a funny moment where we could genuinely interact with each other oh so maybe like games because in games there's a lot of things you try to do something you try to get to an end goal but then you end up not meeting it but it's like hilarious in that process. I love that. Those are probably like the best events. Yeah. I think that's what I look forward to the most. I just like laughing and those are the best moments when you can fall out on the floor. That's fair. No, that's definitely fair. And then do you think and like food, food is Sorry. always required? Yes. Any event with food is already 10 times better than a, if it didn't have it, if we're being honest. <laughs> Yes, point blank period. What I was going to ask is if you think that, because I would say, I think we have pretty different personalities. I don't mm. think I would say we're polar opposite because I feel like there's a lot of commonalities between us. But I think like we're both on two separate sides of spectrums in a lot of character categories. Mm -hmm. And if you think that personality maybe plays a role in the different ways that we would plan like a gathering, like you said, like, I think I, I would I would want to think what do you think or what personality do you think how do I phrase this question okay think about how you would assume one personality would plan something describe the personality and how they'd plan it and then describe the polar opposite personality and how they would plan it okay I have a great example um so a personality type they're like outspoken they enjoy sharing all the things that they do because they're proud of it and they're very passionate that is really great and nice i feel like they would plan like a poetry night you know an open mic night something along those effects or like karaoke i don't want to say something loud because poetry doesn't have to be loud but like something where there's sound and there is some type of conversation going something where there is like a conversation piece um and then on the other side of the spectrum i think oh, okay going back to the outspoken person i don't want to say forced conversation but there is like without a doubt a conversational element mm -hmm. on the other side of the spectrum someone who's more reserved they find comfort in being around people, but you can just be in the same room and you don't have to necessarily like talk or engage about the same thing. I think they would plan painting and just, you know, like an art class when they put something in the center of the room and they're like, okay, paint what you feel. Yes. And everyone paints. And then at the end of the class, they're like, all right, class, thank you for joining us. And goodbye. I think that's yeah. interesting because I think if someone asked me that, I would assume that, like you said, so I think what you described was like an extroverted personality versus introverted. And personally, yeah. I feel like 
they might actually do the opposite. So I feel like a lot of times mm. if extroverted people feel like they're catering to an audience, they understand that they're extroverted. So they try to find something that's not necessarily on the extroverted side of the spectrum to accommodate the fact that not everyone's extroverted. And I feel like introverted people on like habitually will be like, I know I'm introverted. So let me try to do something out of my comfort zone. Um, and I think- Why are you actually <laughs> explaining my thought process though? Because when I'm thinking about myself in that situation, when I'm thinking about events, I'm like, ooh, I have to do something where we get involved and engaged with each other so that people can meet and have all this fun time, even though I personally probably would not want to be in that environment at that moment. Um, well, no, no, no. I would want to be in that environment because I want to engage with you as a person, but I wouldn't go out of my way to be consistently in that environment. I wouldn't. Okay. But I think that's also like a learning point, right? I think we should lean into our strengths and also be realistic about our personalities. Mm -hmm. So like if you're planning a gathering and yes, you could you could want to meet people that aren't exactly like you or have different personality traits, but it's also like being authentic about what's least exhausting for you and what's the type of activity you like. Because even if, again, like you mm -hmm. and I are great friends, I would say I'm more extroverted than you are and you're more introverted than I am however I still find kind of joy in activities that you find joy in like if you did a painting and it was literally just us painting and listening to like mellow music and not necessarily talking I would be comfortable with that like that would be fine with me and I think the yeah. same like you said if I invited you to maybe like a poetry type of outing you would probably participate and it would be out of your comfort zone but it's not like I'm having you do something completely out of your comfort zone where you're like I don't want to go I think what that does as well is attract those individuals, though, that coincide with the planner's personality better. And I think it also takes stress off the planner. When you're doing something that's literally opposite to, like, who you are, it's a lot more draining. And also, I think it's a lot more frustrating when you feel as though you've put in all this effort to give the people what they want. And then mm -hmm. they start doing something completely different to what you want. <laughs> <laughs> versus if you just do kind of what you want and then I think the best thing to do is get feedback right so like if you do it yeah and people are like well I wish like let's say we did the painting and there was no talking element like I said we're just painting we're just listening to music and then the feedback was like you know even if we don't necessarily talk to each other out of love to know more about why people painted things in the way they did right because we're all going to paint it a little bit different maybe I use different colors maybe this on the third and that could easily be a speaking element that might not be as much of a speaking element as like, the poetry situation but it's still people getting to learn about each other and a lot more of a calmer event and those types of things and that's easy to literally implement in real time right like if someone was like you know yeah. I really want to hear about this painting right now just start the conversation um so I think that's another part of like planning stuff I think people feel the need to overanalyze what they think the audience wants instead of thinking about, again, what type of experience am I trying to have and what kind of audience am I trying to attract at this said gathering? <laughs> I dislike when people say things and it's like, so duh, <laughs> it makes so much sense. <laughs> That's so wild. Okay. I have so much reflecting to do all the time. It's ridiculous, but okay. I received that. I'm going to think about that. I mean, you this know, is growth. Yeah. And that's the purpose of this podcast. If you like this podcast and you want to grow some more, you should like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Leave a five-star review. Okay. Wait. I'm crying. I'm sorry. I'm actually really proud of myself because that is, I think that's the first time in the middle of the episode I've remembered to tell someone to, to do that. Okay. Enough about that. What else do you want to talk about? Um, I think, I guess to wrap up the conversation, I did want to point out, though, I think like it's a lot of fun to be around people and learn about people 
And even if you're not a people person, I think there's always a niche to find something that Mm. interests you. So, like, just find your niche and then go from there. Um, And also, I don't know. If anything, it's always fun to learn about different experiences, right? Like, I think we all assume our experience is, like, the experience. Like, oh, everyone experienced that in high school. Everyone experienced that in college. And it's like, actually, (laughs) no, they did not. Um, So precisely to think about i guess um i guess something else for us to talk about oh wait hmm? to crystal's point not everyone learned the same way that you did that's why right. we have creating a village so that you can share your experiences and compare them with other people I'm and hollering. learn from this No, but actually kind of like really, really touching back on your point, though, that's why I wanted to start creating a village so that we could have the different niches in like one place. Now, I realize that is a big task to take on and I might be doing the most, but I do think it's like so essential to have like a central place you can go to try out new things and learn new things. And especially now that I'm like getting out of my room and consistently meeting with a group of people again like out after being in college I feel so like oh so happy like oh my goodness these people are so cool like wow I'm making friends outside of college that's wild never thought (laughs) that would be me but yeah so I do think it is like really intentional to seek the things that you're like slightly interested in because at first like, sure, social media is cool, but I never thought I would be, like, working in it. But now that I'm working in it, I'm really discovering this is nice. And the people here are nice. And everything is nice, you know? But I also think, and this is just a suggestion, right? If mm-hmm. creating a village is meant to kind of literally create a village and network of people where everyone can interact, I think even these podcasts, right, you could post on your story, like, who wants to hop on a podcast Tuesday at 8 p.m. and just, like, record your followers, like, having conversations, just having, we call them, like, table topics, and you just choose, like, table topics, right? So you ask, like, you know, who wants to share a story about this or who wants to talk about this or what's your opinion on this? And then organic, like, your podcast could just be your followers on your podcast talking about different subjects and learning from each other everyone meet our new event coordinator and (laughs) because no because why is that exactly the idea of the podcast like when I when I ask people on the page oh what is your opinion on this I'm trying to take their answers to the podcast but I need to bring the people to the podcast and I I realize I keep creating like barriers of entry for people. I'm like, oh, go to this Google form to be on the podcast or, you know, just explaining all these different things that someone would have to do in order to get on the podcast. But that was so perfect. Like, girl, Crystal, I'm actually so serious. Um, (laughs) She's this staff member now. Um, You'll see her on the website when that's up. In real time. I just want y'all to know when this, like, you know, gets its first million followers, we're going to look back at this podcast at the time that I said, like, this is the new structure and be like, wow, look at us now. Yes. (laughs) No. Period. Oh, my round of applause yeah i'm screaming but yeah no i think i think you make it real easy even i think even if you do a day of be like you know who wants to hop on the pod and just see who hops on and just be like this is what we're talking about have some that you schedule have some where it's like you might throw the topic out there and be like hey i'm trying to have a conversation about xyz who wants to hop on and maybe just make it as easy as like people dming you like dm me your email i'll send you the link and they hop on or something like that I think it'll be it'll be a good time because I think it would be a good time. <laughs> I think the informality of it all would be great, and then you can ask people as you go, like, "Hey, would y'all want to be a part of you know 
basically like a regular member of the village maybe add like a distro list and like i don't know stuff like that i don't know <laughs> no crystal because <laughs> and oh now i was about to do another ad um no but actually like in all serious seriousness that is why i wanted the village of people because I definitely cannot think of everything on my own. I, I'm not meant to. Having conversations with people, they be giving you ideas that just come naturally to them. Like, uh, girl, where was your mind? Like, wait, can I have it, please? <laughs> no, that's so amazing. I will be implementing that. Matter of fact, next week. Um, I don't know when this episode is coming out. I was going to be like, you should be on whatever we'll get there thank you for that um i will be contacting you on a regular basis now for our meetings <laughs> hello but what, what was the other topic that you wanted to talk about? i don't even remember anymore what would be a good topic i mean do you want it to kind of flow in what we're already talking about because it could it be something completely separate it could be something completely separate I'm down with the flow, wherever we go, that's for show. Ho, ho, ho. I'm screaming. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Um, I think maybe we could talk about, I think this is interesting. Um, I think it's interesting how even as adults, we feel this need to like have a summer break. No, actually, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> Like, I yes. feel like it's embedded in us that, like, summer break is a thing. Even as adults, considering you have to, t like, when the work first, you have to take time off. You also don't have yeah. enough ETO to take the entire three months off because that's not real. Um, but it's interesting because I felt like even as an adult, I expected a summer break. And I don't know if that's because I'm not familiar with, like, globally kind of school structures. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just an American thing it's, in the school system it's american you know fun fact they started summer breaks because they didn't have air conditioning in schools um like when they first started so it was getting too hot for students to be in school i don't know where that came from like where <laughs> but yeah because i think in other parts of the world they do like year-round school which is why people say they're like killing us in the education system that doesn't matter i think summer break is so necessary i remember when i started working at my church i was like oh i hope you have a great summer and they're like what what do you mean i'm gonna be right here <laughs> like, uh, summer i'm not in school that's not a thing and i no. think that is so crazy Ugh. i think it's also a weather oh thing though like you said like the weather for travel is better and like going to a beach and like those types of things yeah but I still think it's funny because, like, in my brain, it's still summer break. Like, it's summer break. Mm -hmm. It's not just summer. Yeah. No. But it's definitely a time of breaking. Like, hot girl summer is funny because I feel like it's a, it's a relatively new concept. Yeah. But I think even, like, hot girl and hot boy summer makes it feel like there's a need for me to go outside even if I'm not going mm -hmm. on vacation. Like, I should be doing activities yeah which i think is pros and cons right i think it's good to socialize and and give people i don't want to say an excuse but like a reasoning behind why they're outside so much but then it's also mm. like are we falling into a societal construct that pushes us to spend money especially if you're spending money you don't have to be yeah. outside um <laughs> i think it's interesting because like that's why i felt i felt this summer i mean i traveled decently this summer um, but I also feel like some uh, people were like... Did she say decently? Y'all, she was out the country. <laughs> <laughs> like, no girl, thing. she be playing in the trips. Crystal, your travel guide. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like people... I still feel like some people were like, after my trip, when I did do my trips, between my trips, it was like, oh, but you don't like... I don't really see you going to the club. I don't really see you going to brunch. I don't really see you doing this. Mm. And I'm like, I have bills and I have work. And I also have 
at the time I thought I was going to fly out the country during Christmas as well. So I was like, I have other things to plan for. Um, so but I think, I think that's pretty- so important. Oh, sorry. Oh no. What, what do you think is important? No, like realizing your priorities. And I, I don't want to say going out the country or like traveling. I feel like it's better money spent than going out to brunch on a consistent basis, maybe. But at the same time, for people who can, but I feel like for your trips, you you save, like you put money aside to go on those trips. So I think in that regard, like making sure, okay, I can skip one brunch this week and put that brunch money aside to go on a trip. Because I think that's a really good experience. I think traveling is so valuable and important. And so having those priorities in place, like, uh, I do have bills, but I also want to, you know, catch a flight uh put those in places really cool no i'm gonna Mm -hmm. hop in my bag real quick because i really this is something that i talk about all the time because i feel like people really try to make it sound like i must be making bags on bags on bags because of how frequently i travel and i don't think they recognize how important as an adult as a person in general i think even in college Mm -hmm. knowing how to prioritize and budget is realistic and you can have nice things if you just plan accordingly intentionality with the budget um (laughs) um, so what I would say is so the breakdown that I give people all the time right kind of like you said let's say I go to brunch every single weekend right Mm -hmm. brunch the brunch that I go to usually has a show I'm not gonna lie it's really nice um so to get in is ten dollars and then let's say your food let's say you spend like twenty dollars Mm. on your meal your entire meal and then your drink is another ten dollars and to me this is on the pretty decently priced side because we know brunch can get expensive real fast real quick so i only got one drink a twenty dollar meal and ten dollar entry that's forty dollars right there is mm-hmm. four weeks in a month so let's say there's four sundays and i go every sunday if i go to brunch every single month and not every every single week in a month every single month each month, I'm spending $160 on just brunch. Just brunch. Like, we're not talking about my day-to-day. We're not talking about groceries, mm. gas, bills, nothing. Just brunch. Just that one outing, if I go every single week, is $160. And that's wild. And that's a flight. $160 is a flight. Like, I can book a mm. flight to a variety of states actually it's not even just booking a flight to like the nearest state it's like there's a few flights i could book for 160 dollars. let's say i don't go out for two months right mm-hmm. that's what that's like 320 or something like that i think that's the math 320 yeah I pull out um, the calculator. <laughs> <laughs> i think 160 160 that's 320 but that's 320 dollars yeah. from me not going to brunch for just two months out of the whole year again that's a flight and maybe a hotel stay Mm -hmm. like do you see what I'm saying like when you start doing the math about you have to think of opportunity costs would Mm -hmm. I rather go to brunch every single Sunday or would I rather go on a trip see some friends see some family make some memories that I couldn't otherwise make I think it depends on where your priorities lay and also you know you could be in circumstance like myself right I'm not around uh, a lot of my friends I'm not around a lot of family where I live right now. So traveling to yeah. me is a, is a great way to like, everyone will say, you know, we're going to Las Vegas. We're going to all meet up in Hawaii. We're going to all meet up out the country. Like, and that's to me a lot more fun than, oh, I'm going to go to brunch solo once a week, every week. Yes. Um. So I think thinking of that too. And then also I try to tell people all the time, you can't look at someone who's doing something and assume like, there was no sacrifices made, right? You don't know how much times mm-hmm. I decided I wasn't going to the club because I knew I needed to save for a trip. You don't know how much times maybe I didn't get Starbucks because I was like, that money I'm finna spend at Starbucks, I could spend when I get to Costa Rica. Like, it's it's all about opportunity cost. And I think to people, it's like, oh, it's not that expensive. You know, it's only it's only $15. $15 over and over and over again. If you spend $15 four times, that's $60. That means eight times is $120. The math starts mathing super quickly. And shout out to Howard School of Business because the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I was thinking that's like, oh, opportunity costs, all the accounting terms. I was like, 
<laughs> School of business. But nah, like it's real. Like when I really start breaking it down for people, it starts to click and make sense. But I'm like, no, yes, it's no. really what it is. Because <laughs> it don't be clicking till it click. You know, like it don't click till it click. Yeah, nah. Yes. Wow. I now that I'm going to be getting a job, I because so many people have talked to me about budgeting, like I'm making it a point to make sure I budget because I know there's things that I want to do and places I want to go instead of like trying to keep up with the Joneses when I know I shouldn't be. Now I can actually, you know, hang out because I got savings. (laughs) But I think also like again getting in my bag y'all I could talk about this all the time I'm a big budgeting person I love a good budget um I think I've told you this before Millie I 10 out of 10 recommend having multiple accounts and each account should be designated Mm. to a specific thing a specific purpose an intentional purpose um (laughs) I love it (laughs) so like I have my savings account right I have my this account pays my bills and then I have mm. my, this is my pocket money, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like my pocket money account is the account that I kind of care about the least in terms of I need to put money in my savings account and then money in the pay bills account. Mm-hmm. And then what is left in the pocket money? We got to make that work until the next time she gets rebooted to put into the two other pockets. I also think that, for example, um my savings account just doesn't exist, right? In moments of crisis, unless it's a major crisis, when I look at these first two accounts that I can't solve between these two accounts, this last one just does not exist. Like money goes into her and disappears, right? Mm. Versus these two is like the bills account and the pocket money account. If I can solve the issue with these and not starve, nor (laughs) be delinquent on any bills, then I'm going to solve it from these. Now, will that maybe transfer over again to a situation of you can't get the Starbucks girl because you don't have enough money for Starbucks? It might. However, that's the point of a of budgeting and saving, right? Like every single time something arises that you didn't expect, I don't think that necessarily means going to your savings account. Um, yeah. And then I think even if you do go in your savings account, like for example, my savings account for my birthday, I told myself I'm going to take out only this amount of money and Mm. one had a plan in place for putting it back but also two it didn't matter what happened it was you're not taking out any more money than what you already designated out to yourself right so whatever I said was the max for me to take out I took that out and then again the account just didn't exist um wow that takes some real discipline also I really liked what you said about having the plan in place to put the money back <laughs> not just take it out the plan needs to be in place okay this money is going to be back by this amount of time there's just certain stuff you don't think about when you don't be thinking about money that's something I need to think about but wow. I think also like I think I could say even in that right it's being realistic with your expectations mm. um because for example let's say I had a thousand dollars saved right yeah and let's say for my birthday I was like okay I'm gonna use half right mm-hmm. I might tell myself realistically or well actually let me give a better example let's say I save five thousand dollars right mm-hmm. in my mind I never want my savings account to go below a certain number so let's say that number is twenty five hundred So even though I have five thousand saved, I'm comfortable with my savings account as long as she never hits or goes below twenty five hundred. Using the same example though, let's say I use five hundred for my birthday, so now I only have four thousand five hundred. I might aim to put that money back, but I may not be as upset or pressed about it in terms of timing, like you said. So it may be more of a I'm intentionally probably if I'm saving. $25 $25 every payday maybe I'll up it to 50 maybe a random time I'll do 100 because I know okay. at one point I took money out of it but I think it's also that's I think where you have to do it too like when you save you need to have something that it's when even in times of crises I never want this account because you never also want to use all your savings because there has yeah. to be another there has to be another option the sky cannot be falling that bad that you have to use all of it um 
but yeah, I think that it's really like you said, it's a it's a discipline thing. I personally mm. am very, 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 very disciplined um, when it comes to spending money because I feel like there's just no reason. I also think that you should always live within your means and be mm. realistic about what that is. And I think even as life gets better, if you were comfortable before you got a raise, you should remain comfortable after you got a raise. And I think the issue is people adjust things after they get a raise yeah, to have access to more things. But I personally think that like, for example, if I got a raise, I would still, oh, well, let's set, set up the whole scenario. I get a raise but my living expenses are the same. Mm. I then default to, I'm still putting aside, actually pause. I get a raise, my living expenses decrease. I'm still going to put aside the same amount of money that I used to put aside, as well as I'm going to increase how much I save. And more than likely, I will still have a little bit more pocket money. So you understand what I'm saying? So even though my I got a raise, my living expenses decreased. So let's say, I don't know, maybe I had to pay for a garage. I no longer have to pay for said garage. I will still put, a, put aside the same amount of money for my bills, even though they've decreased. And then I would increase how much I'm saving. And depending on the oh. raise. You, so you see what I'm okay. saying? <laughs> yes. And so then that okay. turns into kind of a double saving situation, right? I'm putting aside more than I need for bills while increasing how much I'm saving and pretending doesn't exist. That mm-hmm. makes it so, again, in those circumstances when um, something unexpected happens, I don't have to go to my savings because this account that's holding my bill money will always have a surplus of some sort. And because it has yeah. that surplus, when something unexpected happens, I can treat that unexpected event as a bill. Right. So like, let's say, I don't know, like oh. a nail in my tire. Now I have to put down $200 for a new tire. Instead of going to my savings account, I'll go to my bills account. Mm. So I think wow. it's stuff like that. <laughs> it is stuff like that. Girl, are you, do you keep books? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was about to be coming to you for everything. Oh my goodness. Yo, that I just it just makes sense. It makes it makes the sense. Huh. Okay. Wow. Cause I will say stuff happens in the reverse too, right? Where like you get a raise, let's say when you got your raise, your living expenses stayed consistent. Um, but you still maybe I put away a little bit more mm. and then I a year from now my bills go up. Well, because I've already been saving at a surplus in my bills account, I don't really see that effect, right? If my bills went up, I don't know, let's say $100 a month. But over the span of last year, each paycheck, every month I saved $200. Again, that increase in my bills isn't really going to mean much to me because I already saved the money to pay the bill without having to touch my savings. Um, this is a lot of math. And also, like, perspective on things, right? Like, I know for me personally right now, I kind of need a new pair of AirPods because my AirPods are on their last leg. <laughs> and I've kind of done the math where, like, I'm going to save enough in my bills account to treat buying AirPods as a bill more mm. than taking it from my pocket money. Oh. And you can use your pocket money to have fun. Correct. The goal of the pocket money is fun. I will say the pocket money is also usually, like, groceries and gas and, like, day-to-day expenses. Um, mm. but that all depends on okay. perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I would have considered like gas and groceries a bill. Uh, but yeah, it just depends. Yeah, perspective. What I was <laughs> what I was trying to say was, um, I wouldn't consider groceries and gas and stuff a bill just because of the inconsistency of it. It's like, you can give yourself a budget, obviously, but I think I consider it pocket money because I think, like, the frequency in which I put gas in my car is about how frequently am I going out and going outside, right? 
and I kind of think of it the same as like an Uber or like Ubering and stuff. Like, yeah. if I was paying for Uber and stuff, that would be out of my pocket money. That wouldn't be a bill per se. And mm-hmm. then groceries again is like, whether I buy groceries or eat out, I have to feed myself. And again, mm. that comes down to like, how effectively am I planning out where I'm buying what from? Like, there's certain stuff I think you can like buy in bulk and just have stored up. Then there's other stuff that you have to buy like pretty more regularly and frequent because they expire and such. And I think yeah. in terms of how much that fluctuates, like one month I might spend $200 on groceries and then the next month I might just spend $50 on groceries. Um, and I think because of how much that fluctuates, it makes it a little hard to put it into my like bills account because my bills, I yeah. think bills are things that are like consistent. Like I know I can estimate like my light bill, my rent's pretty consistent, my car note's pretty consistent, insurance pretty consistent. Like the consistent things where it's like I know for a fact I need to put aside at least this amount of money versus like stuff that fluctuates based on, you know, use and things like that and preferences. Mm. That comes from pocket money. Cause then also I don't have to buy groceries. Like realistically, I don't have to buy groceries. I could decide I'm gonna eat crackers for the whole month if I felt like it. Like, there's no penalty. I, <laughs> to be why did I think you were about to say crack? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Absolutely No, but that, that's actually so wild. For the first, no, yeah, for the first time, I went to the grocery store, like, on a set budget. And I was like, wait a minute, why the food so expensive? Because <laughs> I had all these plans for, like, different meals that I wanted to, like, try making or make. I was like, uh-uh, this ain't getting made. Mm, okay I'll put this back like actually calculating things and but then I was also just thinking like how I eat as a person because sometimes I might want to only have like salmon this one night and not have to buy it in bulk to like make it a cheaper auction or something but I do think I would be a person that goes to the store maybe like every week ish because I would want to buy fresh ingredients and then make the food eat it and then I would have to go back to the store. I think that makes more sense for me instead of buying in bulk because I'm an individual right now. I mean, I think it depends on what you are buying in bulk. Like for me, the things I buy in bulk would be like pasta and like rice mm. and like water. Oh, like yeah. the things that don't spoil, nor is it an issue that they sit there for a long time. And it's not that I have to want to eat it this week or next week or the next, but that it's there when I do. And then, like you said, like, I think things that I normally don't buy in bulk or you really can't buy in bulk is like meat, fruits, vegetables, drinks, yeah. like my juices and my like protein, like those types of things. So I think you can play with it. I think also like, like you said, thinking of like the cheaper option. I think even like you said, you might not feel like eating salmon all week, but I feel like I'll just put it in my freezer, right? I probably will crave mm-hmm. salmon in the next yeah. week. So you, it, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it depends on what you're like comfortable with. But there is definitely stuff yeah. you can buy in bulk, and I think yeah. over time it does make it a cheaper experience, right? Like, if I go, yeah, I personally have like Sam's Club, so like I go to Sam's Club and I'll get like a big old thing of pasta, yeah. And I know, like, I don't need to buy pasta for like four months because it's so much pasta, no. stuff like that. That's definitely true. Like, I, I go to Costco, I got like the bulk. Uh, pasta but the reason why I made that face at the salmon was only because I get to a point like I'll have it in there for months and it just gets ridiculous <laughs> because yeah, like <laughs> no I really am a person like when it when it comes to eating this I'll eat it and I'll be like I'm good yeah and then it'll be like time until I really crave it again so I just I've just learned that about myself and I I have to you know then maybe you just need to look for an affordable like fresh meat place because i know for me i get my meat from bravo oh oh, yeah bravo's like very affordable like ridiculously affordable what is this bravo you speak of bravo supermarkets (laughs) it's like i don't know if it's just in florida or if it's like Mm, in other places but i love bravo it feels like a step into the caribbean honestly i think it is actually oh there's one in atlanta yeah, it's really, it's really, really good. At oh, least the ones, the ones I've been to have been really, really good. Um, they usually have, like, fresh produce. So, like, meats, vegetables, fruits, mm. um, a lot of, like, things from the Caribbean. 
especially I think it's very like Latinx based, hence the mm. name Bravo. Um, but I love it and it's affordable. Like I think I get like uh I get the big thing of ground beef for like ten dollars or eleven dollars. Like oh. yeah, it's pretty affordable and it's fresh. Like to me it's better quality than a lot of places that I've seen or get things from. But I will mm. say I have a weird shopping habit because like I get things in bulk from Sam's Club. Then I get like basics like cereal or like, you know, if I wanted, I don't know, like sliced meat, like the little meat stuff for sandwiches. I'll get that. Oh, like, I Walmart. miss sandwiches. I'm hollering. I'll get that like Do- Walmart. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. You There's Publix in, uh, I was about to say Chicago, uh, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever gone to their deli section? I, I don't have. care. Well, not I don't care. What I was going to say was, <laughs> you should just try one day. Their Cajun chicken, that is so good on a sandwich. I think it's delicious. It's the best sandwich I've ever had. Okay, I'm so sorry. That just... <laughs> <laughs> you be thinking about food all the time. It's not like it came out of nowhere. You were talking about me. <laughs> I know, but, like, you got excited about it. (laughs) No, I really did. Because I haven't... Sandwiches are such a thing for me because I like them, but I don't eat them because it's just, like, I only ever want one sandwich sometimes. But I don't... I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Are you supposed to want multiple at the same time? I'm confused. No, like in the sense of like buying sandwich meat to take home. Because that's usually how I eat it. I don't really like going to delis. Because I don't know. Their sandwich bread is weird. It's a lot of bread. Like, you know, I'm just not with the sandwiches. The hand motions (laughs) are sending me. Yeah, because it's... When I was younger, I would really just get, like, mayo sandwich meat and, like, lettuce or something. And I didn't see the point in paying a sandwich person to make that when it would be, like, $10 or something for no reason. When it's Mm -hmm. just those three ingredients when I could make it at home. But at home, if I make a sandwich, I legit want this one sandwich and then I'm probably good for however long. And no one else in the house I currently live in eats meat. So it doesn't make sense to buy sandwiches. I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. Like, that sounds... <laughs> I, I, I no, think I... If, you, if you think of it a different way, right? You're paying for convenience more than the actual sandwich. It might make it an easier pill to swallow. Mm. Because the alternative is you wasting resources and making it at home. But if the or the alternative is me not eating sandwiches, and that's what I've accepted. I mean, in terms of you being able to actually still eat sandwiches, these are the alternatives. But I guess I see what you're saying. Oh no, you're tired. I'm okay. That was the episode for today. (laughs) Um, no, but we gotta let you pack, girl. Thank you so much for coming on today, Crystal. This was so great. You, like, revolutionized creating a village, point blank, period. (laughs) I am forever grateful. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today, audience. And I hope that you learn something that you're inclined to come on the village, the podcast join come come on come here yes um like comment subscribe leave a five-star review follow us on instagram at c-a-e underscore village which is b-i-l-l-a-g-e yes and you can join us on whatever day we decide to do the public podcast okay um do you have any parting words? Um, I think I would say just live life with the intentionality that makes you the most comfortable with who you are. I don't think you need to overthink it. 
So if you have goals, be intentional towards your goals. If you want to be intentional in relationships, if it feels like you're forcing it, don't force it. Whatever is like organic is usually the best approach. And if you're organically trying to build friendships and it's not working, maybe you don't need to pursue those relationships. Um, sometimes I think we try to force things that just don't necessarily need to happen or or is in the plan for us. What's meant to be will be like there's a lot of relationships where people are surprised that individuals get along. And sometimes it even surprises the individuals in the relationship that they get along. But that's because something is drawing them to each other organically. So I don't think we need to overthink, you know, being intentional. It's good to plan and stuff. But also, like, being intentional with no purpose isn't true intentionality. So you have mm -hmm. to identify your purpose and your goals first and then move from there um, in everything. So, yeah, uh, it's been fun being on the podcast again, Millie. Uh, if anyone Great. wants to follow me, it'll be stx.cryS on Instagram and on TikTok. Period. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And remember to keep creating a village wherever you go. Awesome.